Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Hannah, and we're the pastors at New Community Church. Yeah, and it's our hope that this message inspires you to take your next steps in your faith journey with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and enjoy the message. We've been talking about how to live a brave life the last few weeks, and as we transition into our summer, we thought today would be a great day to continue to talk about how do we do that in a real practical way. We know that it's really part of God's plan and his purpose for you and for me, for each one of us, to live our lives so that we can help others really know and experience the full life God has for them. That's God's plan, and that's part of God's purpose for each one of us. And really, that purpose is found in a promise that is one of the very first promises God ever made to humankind. Back all the way in the, in the scriptures is recorded in Genesis, in the story of Abraham. And I just want to read to you this promise that God made to Abraham and then talk about how it really is a promise for us. Genesis 12, we see that God says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I love that. It wasn't just a promise, a blessing, but it was a promise that was connected to a purpose. That Abraham was to be blessed so that he could bless those around him. And really, if you know the story, that Jesus comes from the line of Abraham. This was a blessing for the whole world. Mm-hmm. And because of Jesus, that promise is a promise for you and for me, just as real as it was for Abraham, that God wants to bless us so that we can really bless those around us. In fact, we believe that is God's strategy for reaching this world. It's to use us, his people, to be a blessing in every relationship, in every sphere of influence. And today what we want to do is talk about some real practical ways that you can do that and be a blessing in your relationships. So to look at how we're going, just how to have a lifestyle of blessing, we're going to look at Jesus in the early church and just see how they did it. And really, it comes down to five simple practical steps that we can do. Yeah. And it, it's spelled with the word bless. How about that? And so these are simple enough for a five-year-old to follow, but really robust enough for each one of us to, to be intentional about blessing others. And these habits are not complex. They're, they're supposed to be simple, kind of like breathing, just, just natural, simple things that we can be doing. And so, Brandon, why don't you share with us the first one? Yeah, so the first letter is B, and we want to say that the first rhythm in these relationships is you've got to begin with prayer. Um, we say it all the time, and you know it. We, we just believe that nothing eternal can happen in any one of our lives without the power of God, and we tap into that through prayer. We've said it before, that we want to be a new community that prays first, that in every circumstance and with every relationship, we would pray first, that before you go to that cookout this weekend, you would pray first. Before you have that conversation, you would pray first. Before you respond to that text message, you probably should pray first. And really, I just want to invite you this weekend to be praying first uh, with every relationship and in every opportunity you have. The holidays just often are filled with some relationships that have a little relational friction to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we recognize that and we know that's part of it. And frankly, if I'm just honest, uh, those are the relationships I tend to want to walk away from and, and kind of avoid uh, in weekends like this. Or really, I, it's the last person I think of to pray for. 
But the reality is that God wants us to be in those relationships on purpose. He wants us to be a blessing. And so part of the ways that we can be, be a blessing is to really bring these people to the Lord, to pray for them, to pray that God would bless them, and to ask God to use us to be a blessing in their lives. And I just want to invite you, that, that relationship that, that maybe you're around, maybe it's a friend or a family member this weekend, what would it look like? if you really opened your heart and began praying for them uh, for the rest of this weekend and allowed God to use you, what could God do if you were open? I'll tell you, I believe God could do something incredible and maybe even bless them and their life eternally if you would just begin in prayer. So the next letter is L, which is listen and learn. Who is like me and you've ever assumed you know what people need without ever asking or listening to what they're actually saying? Yeah. Anyone? Totally. Yeah. So probably one of my favorite moments of doing this is when COVID first hit and the gyms closed. And I decided I was going to start morning workouts for all of our neighbors because I was sad the gym was closed. I'm sure they're sad the gyms are closed. And so I put it out there. And do you know how many neighbors showed up for our workouts? Zero. Zero. Absolutely zero because none of them work out. They don't like to work out. But I hadn't taken the time to listen. I hadn't taken the time to ask them what they need. And we have an incredible opportunity that we get to listen on behalf of the Lord for our ones. I love Proverbs 5. It says, For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. Ask God for his perspective. Ask God to to show you how to see and listen to your ones. Hear their pain. Hear the the places that are close to their heart and be intentional in your relationships. Sometimes we are so neck deep in our struggles that we can't see God's grace that's right in front of us. And that's that's what we get to do as, uh, as we are walking with our ones. We get to help them see where God is in the middle of their story. So be intentional about listening and learning from your one. Yeah. That's so good, Hannah. Uh, I think um, that listen and learn is so important. And um, it really kind of ties into the the next letter E is a space where you can do that. And E just stands for eat. Uh, my favorite letter. My Definitely my favorite letter. Um, I think that if when you look at Jesus's life, I mean, there are so many incredible moments, moments that changed the world. It really happened because Jesus took time to have a meal with someone, whether it was Zacchaeus uh, and the moment he had with him, whether it was Matthew who became one of Jesus's followers uh, and the meal that Jesus had with him, and then it turned into uh, Matthew recording an entire gospel that would change the world, or even the whole story we just looked at a few weeks ago of Jesus and the, the 99, leaving the 99 for the sake of the one. That story came out of Jesus who was eating with people who are kind of notorious outsiders and outcasts in his society. Uh, And it said, if you remember, that the people around saw how Jesus treated them in those times, and it was like they were all just a bunch of old friends. Mm. And I I just, there's no way that, I mean, we all get it, that when you share a meal with someone, something happens in a bonding level that you just can't replace. And I know for sure this weekend there will be food wherever you're at. There's going to be some food. There's going to be opportunities. And uh, maybe you're like us and you've got three little kids and you need help and it's easy to kind of find ourselves isolated. But I just encourage you to be intentional those times. Who could you spend time eating with? 
Uh, you know, Jesus, again, he ate with people who didn't think like him, who didn't act like him, who yeah. didn't believe like him. So good. And we just need to be careful as Jesus followers that we model that same behavior and that we're not too protected or, or too isolated, that we're not willing to go or, or just not even just intentional enough to make sure we're spending time with, with those around us. And so I just want to invite you. This is my best challenge I've ever given you at New Community. Go eat. Like, just go eat and enjoy that time. Take some time to relax and just be in that space. And who knows what door God could open if you would just take some time to eat with those around you this weekend. So the next letter is S, which is serve. And Jesus was always in the middle serving the ones around him, whether yeah. it was healing someone or was it providing food or maybe just speaking truth. Jesus was always serving. And one of the most iconic moments of Jesus doing this was right before his death and resurrection. And it's at the Last Supper. And Jesus gets down and he washes the feet of his disciples. And in their culture, washing feet was like, it was a servant's job. It was the lowest of the low. And that's because their their streets were dirty. We're not talking about like just dusty feet. We're talking about like super dirty feet because they didn't have sewage systems in their communities and everyone had goats and sheep and the Romans had horses. And so I'm not going to say what their feet stepped on, but it was pretty gross and people wore sandals and Jesus gets down and he's washing the feet of his disciples. And he's saying, this is the posture that you need to have. Romans 2 talks about how it's the loving kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. And we get to be that visible expression of the kindness of the Lord. Whether over this weekend you are intentional about making sure you take that trash out every single time, or maybe it's you being intentional about washing the dishes after dinner, or maybe being intentional about helping with the kids and different uh, different moments of the day. We get to be that visible expression of the kindness of the Lord. That leads us to our last letter, another S that stands for sharing your story. We have the opportunity to bless others when we share the story of what Jesus has done in our lives to help us know God, to help us find freedom, to help us discover our purpose and really make an eternal difference with our life. Um, this is the part, though, I think most of us are intimidated by, and it, it just it can be a little scary that we feel like we, we don't know what to say. We, we feel like we've got to say a lot, and we feel like we don't know that much, or, or maybe we just don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to say the offensive thing. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it just can be a little intimidating for, for any of us. Thankfully, Jesus just instructs us and he says, hey, he calls us to be a witness, which is someone who just shares their side of the story. Mm -hmm. And I just want to invite you that when you share your story, it can be as simple as this line that we are all familiar with in Amazing Grace. The line is, I once was blind, but now I see. And in the same way, we can share our own stories I once was insecure, but now because of Jesus, I know God and I am secure in his plan for me. I once was caught in the comparison trap, but now I know my value and worth in him. I once was prideful, but now because of Jesus, I genuinely want to use my life to serve others. Sometimes that's as simple as it needs to be to share our story. We don't have to share the whole thing. We don't have to go back to our childhood or, or anything like that. It's just sharing what God is doing and really what God is doing right here, right now, in this very season that can be so powerful. In fact, I believe God could use those moments when you share that story to really begin to work in someone's heart, maybe even eternally. 
And so we just want to leave you with that challenge. What is your amazing grace story? Take some time this weekend just to think about that. Uh, Take some time to relax and really think about, man, what has God done? And because of Jesus, what has changed in my life? If you're with your family this weekend, take some time with your children, with your teenagers to talk about your amazing grace stories and talk about what Jesus has done, um, especially when it comes to his freedom and the purpose that he gives us in life. And so we want to leave you with that one challenge, and that's this. Who is the one person you can bless this weekend? And we believe that no matter where you are or where the relationship is at, you can find a way to to be a blessing with them, whether you're praying for them, listening and learning, just uh, eating with them, serving them, or even sharing your story. So that's what we believe can happen. And as you uh, really establish those kind of rhythms in your relationships, in in the ones uh, in your neighborhood, in your family, uh, all around your circle of influence, we believe that God will use you to do way more than you could even ask or think or imagine. So let us pray for you and let's go to him who can do that very work. God, thank you so much that you have blessed us because of Jesus, that we really do have the opportunity to live out this promise. And we're so grateful. Thank you for this word. And I pray that you would use each one, every person who's watching, every person who's listening, would you use their life, Lord, to really bring your blessing into other other relationships and to other people in this world. God, I pray you would give us the wisdom to know how to walk in each one of those relationships and then give us the courage to really step forward and to live out what you have asked us to live out. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you further. And the best way to do that is at our website, thenewcommunity.church, where you can connect to our small groups, find other resources, and even give to the work God's doing through New Community.